Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Quixotic Topic. Today I'm joined by Essie Aqua. And today's topic is friends, but specifically what we look for when we make friends and what friends look for in us. And so, Essie, this is a fairly interesting topic. How would you answer the question of what do you look for in friends? Well, I think there's like different levels of friends. People want like really close friends or just like acquaintances. Um, in a general friend, I just look for someone who I can have fun with, um, we respect each other, and I guess they have, like, decent values at the core, but, like, mm. otherwise, I don't think there's anything else. <laughs> yeah, I definitely agree. I would say that I look for the same things in a friend, but if you had to, like, prioritize it, what would be, like, the number one thing you'd want? Oh, they need to be trustworthy. Yeah. Because I hope people, like, telling all my secrets. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Let's talk behind my back and all that, yeah. yeah. For me, I think my, like, number one priority would that they have to be, like, funny. Okay. Because, like, I, I definitely understand the trustworthy thing, but um, I feel that if I can't sit next to you and, like, almost instantly have a good time, then, like, what are we doing? Yeah. You know what I mean? Okay. Um, and so, like, when it comes to picking out friends, I, I tend to gravitate towards those who are a bit more comedic in a sense um and i have like a pretty okay sense of humor i would say and so it it makes my f friend base very broad in yeah. a sense it's like i'm okay with calling a lot of people my friends i know some people would only call like a very certain select few yeah. like their friends are would you say that you're one of those people or no oh, oh my yeah. gosh i hate people that are like they like quote-unquote won't like claim you mm -hmm. like they're like okay i'm friends with so-and-so because it's socially acceptable like everyone likes this person or they're popular right like on my end i don't care if everyone hates you like if we're cool we're they're cool, cool. Like, we're yeah friends, so. yeah it, it's weird to see how disintimate i think or unintimate not intimate um friendships can be in specific social settings specifically here at the north carolina school of science and math um i've had many a time in which people would be like, oh, yeah, no, I really don't like that person. But, like, they're fine. And so it's it's weird kind of hearing about a friend, in a sense, because it's like, oh, wow, they did that, that, or that. And it's like, well, can you believe that, in a sense? Yeah. How have you felt um, your friend circle has morphed or enlarged or shrunk because of the School of Science and Math? Um, that specific, like, example, like, um, during, I think, second try, I made a mission to make new friends so like go out of my comfort zone and a few of the friends i was making my like the friends i already had would be like oh that person is fake or they're so full of themselves or, like all these like negative things mm -hmm. and i'm like i just didn't get that from them and right. my friends are like oh well you only see the good in people and i'm like i guess maybe or, <laughs> yeah. everyone's different around different people but i would say i have like multiple friend groups here not like one like solid one mm -hmm. and that has been like on my hall or in classes or just like randomly so I, I think they've all like grown and shrunk as people find new friends but they're all very like diverse i guess yeah definitely how have how has having how has having those uh specific like different stratified friend groups kind of helped you out here i just close my um, it's amazing because mm -hmm. whenever i go somewhere usually i'll know someone which mm -hmm. is nice yeah and if like some friends are leaving for the weekend, I have someone else, or I got in a fight with someone, or we're just not vibing, then I go with someone else. Mm -hmm. So it's just nice, and it, it makes people, like, that you don't know, like, see you as more open to getting mm -hmm. to know people, because they're like, oh, she's friends with, like, a wide range of people, so maybe she'll be friends with me, kind of like that. Yeah, definitely. So, yeah. I think that 
me personally, like how I've kind of decided friends. So like, as I said before, I'd like to seek out the funny ones. Um, and I've, my friend group has been made such that it's convenient because I can use them as a sense of repose after like all the stressfulness of NCSSM. And that has kind of made me a bit, I would think like just doing a bit of uh, introspection, like less outward in okay. a sense, because it's like, well, like I already have these guys. I'm not really gonna, yeah. because like I have to spend like that extra energy and then also work. Yeah. Um, and so I guess it's just kind of a different mindset when it comes to what a friend is to you and I guess and so what about your friends like back at home mm -hmm. how has kind of coming to NCSSM kind of affected those circles in a sense because now you're gone like what, yeah. a third eighth well not bigger than that a uh, fraction of the year yeah so I live close by so I can go home like pretty like regularly as I wish and when I came here I was like a lot of people live far away so for mm. them it was hard to go back home so they were like yeah my old friends we kind of fell off and i just like immersed myself into the school and i was like oh is that gonna happen to me so i like i made an effort to connect with my old friends to like stick that because i live so close and at, up until like a couple weeks ago all of them were still like my close friends mm. but then like a couple of them kind of fell off because like i became less relevant at school and i realized their relationship was more off of status at school so it weeded out the fake ones but definitely <laughs> <laughs> it has re like identified the lines of friendship with my home friends but i'd say like it's more or less the same but it does require a lot of work because our schedules are so different like here we sign check at 10 and we stay up like late to like one o'clock in the morning mm -hmm. but my friends back home have to get up at six so they're asleep by like 10 30. Mm. so yeah it's been very interesting <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah and so um when it comes to what a friend looks for in you and that's of course like a very kind of reflective question because you have to think it's like well what are my qualities <laughs> yeah. and so not to kind of objectify like who you are as a person right, but right. what do you think um are some things that people would either seek or appreciate uh, seeing you in as a friend? Um, some people think I'm funny. I don't know why, <laughs> but everyone's like, yeah, I see you're so funny, like you make me smile and laugh. So I guess that comedic relief, or um, I tend to give really good advice. Like if they're fighting with their parents, then I can give that perspective. Like I can, I'm good at seeing the other side of things. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, advice and comedic relief. I think are the two things mainly. You know, yeah. that's, that's actually kind of crazy because that's my own answer to that question. Um, I would think that the reason I seek out people that are funny is because I intrinsically, to some degree, think that I am also funny. Like, yeah. Just, just a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> and also, I I tend to kind of naturally just start to give advice to me and it's not that's not to say that like i just nitpick like oh yeah. hey you're doing this 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 <laughs> yeah. you're doing x y and z wrong let me try to do it right um i've noticed that like people kind of generally drift towards me for help in yeah. a sense it's, it, it's hard to explain but um it's interesting to see that like we're that similar yeah. in a sense so i want to ask uh, where do you think you got that kind of superpower in a sense to, to give advice um i I don't know maybe because like my parents always said that i kind of grew up like faster than i aged like i'm like mm -hmm. mature for my age yeah yeah so and also i think i'm pretty like introspective so i see things within myself and within others so like i don't know how where that came from but <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah so. i i think that my kind of 
ability to give advice comes from just like me seeing things in a sense and like that kind of follows the same vein of your answer but just picturing or witnessing like experiences Mm -hmm. and like seeing how those two people reacted and then like two or three or more (laughs) and then looking at other uh similar situations and then trying to like apply that there and so kind of that um cause and effect and so going back to how you see um your friends in a sense like how would you say kind of like a day-to-day interaction would go with like most of your friends um with my acquaintances there's like hey in the hallway like a smile um i don't know here we like work so much that like with my friends it's mainly during meals or during like happy half mm-hmm. the like last 30 minutes before check um we just like joke around or talk about some boy and somebody like so or like <laughs> the, the daily gossip or a tv show like the bachelor that's like the main conversation or just like everyday stuff that's going on mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah and so here's a kind of off the wall question have you ever been to like any road trip or like kind of long distance fair uh place like where you went from a location to another location sort of like super far away mm-hmm. with a friend um, a road trip in a sense I, <laughs> <laughs> i've done a road trip with my family not like by choice but um mm. i think the closest thing would be like my church trip because my youth group is pretty close so we went to west virginia mm-hmm. like two summers in a row so yeah that would be like the closest thing i've never done any actual like road trips with friends but um one thing this is the reason i brought this up is that i kind of went to a place and started making friends and so this whole the main idea of this was like how do you um make friends in a sense like like what is your kind of like strategy because a lot of this is something that's very contemporary in a sense of like oh what do i say what do i do and like not even from like an intimate romantic perspective but like just like a friendly platonic relationship what's kind of like your go-to move wow okay honestly (laughs) (laughs) I don't know, because I see myself kind of, like, as a side character most of the time. Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. I, I'm just chilling, and then I'll put in my two cents here, and I, like, make a joke, and then the attention's focused on me, and then I go from there and, like, kind of work the room. Mm-hmm. But my strategy, um, when I, like, second try, I realized I need to make more friends, was I had one friend here, and they'd be with their friend group. So I'd go to that friend group, and then hang out with them, talk to my friend, and then they introduce me to their friends, and then I make my little jokes. Yeah, yeah. Boom, and then just and then, seed yourself out in the yeah. eventually world domination, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, just small comments. I think it's different for everyone. I don't know how to, like, because sometimes I'm just like, I just don't know how to talk to this person. But yeah, a lot yeah. of it is just like, hey, what's your name? And then maybe, like, common ground, like, what club are you in or, like, a dance thing or did you see this and then make that connection. Yeah. That's kind of how I do it. Yeah, this is really weird. It seems that I have invited a clone to my podcast. You do the same thing. I do the exact same thing. Um, So when it comes to, like, those people that you can't really, like, I guess, get to, like, what is your kind of icebreaker? And this might just be because they're introverted or they might just not like you for some Yeah. um, fathomable reason so how do you kind of navigate that or do you just tend to just like yeah whatever oh my gosh i haven't had much experience with that it's more like people that like i already know and how to like progress the relationship Mm -hmm. but oh my gosh i don't know most people i like get a vibe from and most people are like i uh, present myself as like being open so they receive that 
and I don't know. I can't. I'm. Just, I sound like <laughs> oh, everyone likes me, but like I can't think of like an example, or at least not to my face, to where they do it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I just like don't really like force it. Like if I'm not vibing with you, or like we just don't click, then it, like it's over. Because yeah, there's some I, people, like I've met like two people recently who were like we just do not connect on any level. I'm mm-hmm. just like we are cool, but let's just not hang out again. <laughs> yeah. Like it would be alright if I never saw you again. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Close so. the door on your way out. <laughs> um, I would think that when it comes to like the cold shoulder, um, I just giving it like repetition in a sense. Definitely the uh, just letting that person know that you're open and like there and available to like talk to. Yeah. Um, and then like that, of course, like circle circularly comes back to the whole like advice and giving thing in a sense of like just like yeah i'm here and then again with like the whole like side character uh type beat where it's like well i don't have to interact with you but if you'd like to it would be a good experience and bet on that but um going back to my cruise story uh there was i've been to um a couple of cruises but uh there was this one cruise where i had went in and kind of sat down at this kind of, because my parents enlisted me in like the teen program mm-hmm. on the cruise because like they needed me to not be in yeah. their way so they could go through vacation things at least that's my prevailing theory it might have not been that it's probably <laughs> that it's definitely that um and so while i was just kind of chilling i ended up like at the end of the day making like three new friends and so do you think that like friends come easily to you in a sense i think it depends on the circumstance because like um here i remember like the first week of orientation like in that situation everyone is new so we're Mm -hmm. all trying to make friends we're all on the same ground of like okay i barely know anyone like we have that in common to begin with Mm -hmm. so then it's not like it feels like natural even with the like forced icebreakers it's still like how it goes um but then like second try most people already have their friend groups so i was like ah people already have strong groups like it's like kind of hard to intervene what do i do Yeah, yeah but i think in new settings like new people i don't know it's a lot easier but people that i'm acquaintances with moving that to friendship i think that is like the challenge but yeah 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 and so when it comes to just like trying to break into those secretive kind of groups because like that's what it feels like is it's like it everyone's really kind of looking down in on you and it's like oh no please i just yeah. want to be your friend <laughs> yeah, yeah, um yeah. have you ever had like any success in like successfully like going into those friend groups or has it always just kind of been a l <laughs> um yeah there's one that um i had one friend we were in the same chemistry class and so we were on that basis but like nothing really more mm-hmm. and so i saw a happy half with her friends and i recognized one other kid from like my math class so i just walked up i'm like oh hey guys how's it going and they're like oh hi and, like they're all like really nice people so now i hang out with them like regularly mm-hmm. i wouldn't say i'm like in the friend group but like whenever we see each other like we always like hang out mm-hmm. um i haven't really tried to like get in any friend groups because like people are very like they'll be nice you and hang out with you yeah but like, people at the end of the at the end of the day like they have their like solid group and like the group channel like this is our squad like we bonded <laughs> over this like it's you know yeah and then, but, like yeah. they keep you away with a stick have yeah. you do you have those kind of secretive like closing groups or <laughs> are you more kind of like freelance in a sense not here mm. here i'm kind of like not like a floater but like mm-hmm. i have like different friends that like 
with different levels of like friendship at home i would say i have a few like tight groups mm -hmm. but also we are all friends with the same people so it's not like you can't hang out with us because like this is how we are but right. then when i go home for the weekend my friends are kind of like this is just us because they're like we never see you like i just want us to hang out you know mm -hmm. which mm -hmm. i understand because like you can be like more vulnerable with your like set friend group as opposed to when there's like a new person yeah so, yeah definitely yeah. and then that's also like a really interesting point when it comes to like vulnerability and so when you're first like making a friend it's like uh what is kind of the tipping point like when you know that like, you can like start actually like, being yourself because everyone kind of like it has, like, has, a it has that general kind of like yeah this is me but then like once you like start talking to them getting to know them it's like yeah this is me in a sense you know what i mean yeah and so like how do you kind of discern that like tipping point so to say um i wow okay so it's actually pretty interesting because a few weeks ago we were watching the bachelor like my friends in the lounge and they're talking about how each of us would be on the show and they're like yeah i see i feel like you'd play the game and like no one would really know how you're feeling and i was like oh okay like i didn't know i presented myself that way so i guess <laughs> i come off as like reserved mm -hmm. like emotionally yeah um so most people i keep it like i have like surface level then i have like a little bit beneath that but then mm -hmm. i have like the way down deeper like it's yeah. like really like <laughs> the core the <laughs> core which is like reserved for like my home friends i'm trying to be more like find that line of like being vulnerable but also like protecting myself kind yeah, of yeah, yeah. it's kind of getting deep but like <laughs> well, yeah, just a little bit yeah. it's not like and it's not like those different layers of um your personality isn't like you just like being fake yeah. so to say because I, I know that's like one of the biggest uh criticisms like, of that oh, strategy so fake, but yeah. like you're still the same person is just you kind of you ha have to present yourself different because that's just how society has kind of yeah. made itself because like we all like to pretend like everything's fun cheery and nice and whatnot but like some people are genuinely snakes like some people yeah. are out there to hurt you um True. and so you kind of have to have that sort of know-how in a sense to realize when it's when it's time to go and when it's time to know <laughs> but then some people like I was talking to like my advisor and she was like some people actually know my counselor like people are obsessed with um having like a best friend or like a close friend group and like these are my homies like i can tell them everything i want but like i think it's okay to have like just yeah. regular friends like you don't have to tell i agree with that so deepest, much deepest darkest secrets like you can still just have a good time yeah definitely it was like so. i think um and I always like wonder like why this is the case in the sense of like why do why do people feel so like obligated to like be like the best friends right right yeah. so close to each other because it's like um and I think like I have like some theories about this one I think that pop culture's kind of intense focus on monogamy has sort of um, populated a sense of um, togetherness in a sense whereas like if you're other than your family there should be one person where you're like you're my person in yeah, a sense yeah. but like and that's not to be like a knock on monogamy or whatever like <laughs> <laughs> but just kind of i think people take it too far yeah in a sense and like this also kind of goes into the um the romantic aspect yeah. in a sense is yeah. like I, it's hard yeah. to introduce that but um in the romantic sense is like everyone's kind of looking for their partner yeah and it's, and it's kind of hard especially when you're a teenager to yeah. to find out like okay yeah you're my partner now in a sense yeah. <laughs> because like if you do that with too many people then you have like 
eight or nine like half potential partners but like not and then you start like getting confused and then you like toe was, the line a yeah. bit too far i was and just then, gonna mention that because like a lot of people is that if they're single they're like all right at least i have my best friend or like if they're in a relationship they're like i don't need close friends i have this one person right, like, right. everyone just needs like one person but i'm like yeah just, it's like that cutoff you culture you don't need that you know? right you really don't because it's like thinking about it logistically it's harmful in the long run to exactly. kind of have that one person because when that one if something happens to them like hopefully it doesn't yeah. but if something happens to them or you end up not seeing eye to eye anymore it's like who do you have yeah i like, learned that the hard way oh no <laughs> <laughs> that started my whole second try new friends journey i was mm. like because i was recently single and I, I realized i was like holding on to my back home friends and like my back home like relationship and i was like i don't care about like people at school like it's fine i don't need them mm -hmm. and then mm -hmm. i was single and i was like wait a second I don't have that many friends. <laughs> so, yeah. So, yeah. That's actually, um, I was in a similar case. Um, I ended up single, but like it took me longer to come to that same conclusion. It ended up being like more or less my entire junior year, but <laughs> um, it's still fun. I didn't like go out of my way to like burn bridges or anything yeah, like that. It's yeah. just like I just ended up not being too close to people. And like just having that kind of drifter personality already in the sense that like, a lot of people know me and are familiar with me, but I'm not necessarily like close to them because yeah. I'm just a friend. Um, kind of having to reconcile with that feeling and then like move on from it, I think is um, something that is really important for, I don't want to say people like us, but people who think like us in yeah. a sense. Um, it's really hard at the school though, because people like, you see it like you live with these friends because at mm -hmm. school mm -hmm. like back home you go to school with your friends whatever you go home you just you and your family but right. here it's like people are always hanging out like on ninth street or going out to dinner with so-and-so or hang out around campus and then right. you're like you always feel like you're like missing out if you're like not with your friends 24 right. 7. exactly so and it's but it's just like that <laughs> mental check where it's like well i mean it is what it is it's yeah. like the, the culture here is that it's kind of one person culture <laughs> i guess if if we were to name this as if we were scientists that's probably what we would call it the one the one person phenomenon <laughs> um and so you've recently i guess kind of broken out of that uh i guess mindset mm -hmm. in a sense because like you told me about your <clears throat> second try experience and so now that you have like a good kind of solid friend group what advice would you give to someone if you had to mm -hmm. um or if you wanted to <laughs> what advice would you give on like trying to get to that conclusion that we have both reached in a sense Ooh, i think it's a confidence thing i'm mm -hmm. not saying like i'm like supreme being whatever <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's kind of like a lot of people like look for validation in their friends so first like having even if it's like a false sense of confidence just like in yourself knowing like i am enough like mm -hmm. i am this that and the third then that's the first step <clears throat> and then you don't like people don't need a million friends mm -hmm. to be like cool right you don't need like a best friend either to be like tight mm -hmm. you mm -hmm. know so just like be yourself if people don't like respond to that that's good because would you rather like be by yourself or have a bunch of like fake friends that you're like just draining your energy yeah you know yeah so and so like you brought up an interesting uh point with clout in a sense yeah. i think that um <laughs> i think that there's a lot of performance that goes on yeah. um not just here at the north carolina school of science and math but like just like a lot of social hubs in general like and this has been cap capitalized on by the 
uh, hyper presence of um, social media. I want to talk about TikTok. I'm sorry. I'm going to bring <laughs> okay, it up. Okay, um, yeah, yeah. The hype house. <laughs> yeah. The, <laughs> <laughs> I think that given using TikTok as an example, a lot of people kind of put on, like, we talked about, like, the masks in a sense, but, like, they kind of put too much into it like there's, they put like a nice gloss and veneer on it yeah in a sense in order to become like that the next big thing yeah because it's like and i don't know if this is like a personality thing i would want i would like to hear your thoughts on it but the sense that like you have to like be talked about yeah in a sense and so like what, what do you think about that um i don't know are people like some people here, like, early in the school year, I was just a junior, and everyone's like, yeah, like, I'm not going to name names, but, like, so-and-so is so cool, or, like, this person is so awesome, and then you get to know them, and you're like, Ugh. what is it about them? Because right. they put on, like, a show, like, I'm popular, I, I look good, I do this and that, I'm an athlete or whatever, mm-hmm. so why do people feel the need to, like, put on a show, like, just be you? I'd rather, like, be who I am, dance to it, like, listen to Harry Styles, if you want to laugh at Harry Styles, go ahead, <laughs> like... <laughs> I'd rather be me and no one really like talk about me than mm-hmm. like having to put on a persona because like over time that will like eat away at you. Yeah, exactly. And you realize like, wait, who am I? Right, who are you, you know? if you're not the mask? Right. Yeah. Right. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, and the sense of having that kind of that goes back to what you were talking about with self confidence, like that self fulfillment. And this is, I think it's really important to have, especially like, uh, of course, we have to recognize our bias. We're just like teenagers yeah. talking yeah. about this. So we, we may be wrong. I don't think we are. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but like kind of having to give your like teenage inclinations, like a check in a sense. And just like, I think that helps with not just um, becoming a better friend. Or like making better friends but just becoming a better person yeah in a sense i think that um one thing that's really interesting about just high school in general is kind of that development of you and like of course many people for many different reasons would say that it should be orchestrated better and it's like oh yeah we should have no homework or, or we should have better teachers or oh we should have um better food stuff like that yeah but um i think one thing that's invaluable is the sense that high school gives you a true like sense of self Mm -hmm. um and this is a bit off topic but i kind of want to bring up the um homeschool versus high school debate yeah i think that like a lot of people say that um being homeschooled is like the ultimate ultimate form of education in the sense it's just like there is literally no downsides you have your own schedule zero homework because you're at home stuff like that (laughs) but um I think that the one thing that high school has over um, homeschools is allowing you to develop that sense of, like, you. Because, like, and this goes into, like, the more, like, philosophical question of, like, how do you define yourself? Are you defined by the things that you are or the things that you are not? Mm -hmm. Um, We can get into that later. But, um, and then there's also the fact that, like, with homeschool, you can go into, like, different clubs or whatever. But, like, if your um, homeschool teacher isn't the most pragmatic in that regard, you don't – you kind of lose out on that. And so how do you think going into the big adult world, <laughs> the nebulous realm that we all enter once we turn 18, um, how do you think that would impact things if come going into it from homeschool and going into it from high school? I think, well, like, like for starters, like, I think high school, like, 
starts to prepare you but like our school like science and math like mm -hmm. you're here it's like pre-college mm -hmm. and that's like independent from your parents and then you make your own choices i feel like that really molds you so like a regular high school student the equivalent would be like the freshman year of college like you're trying to figure out like who you are outside of your family mm -hmm. i think that like molds you but like even high school like your interactions with people are different um i have a few like neighbors back home that were homeschooled and there's like a range there's one that is like kind of quiet a little bit antisocial, and there's one that like you wouldn't even think was like homeschooled because like of all the like stereotypes but i think being homeschooled you might have a stronger like sense in like your values and beliefs mm -hmm. but maybe based off what your parents think because then once you if you go to public school you have like interaction with kids from different backgrounds so then you see their world and you see if you agree or disagree or if you want to do this or that like different temptations and stuff like that so i think i think doing like a regular high school is better because you can interact with people and know more about the world mm -hmm. homeschool like a lot of kids are more sheltered depending on what um like activities they do or where they go mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. generally i think that's yeah definitely yeah. because high school gives you kind of like that worldly experience of like what it's like to be around um other people for and then especially here at uh, a residential high school because and then also college of course because like you're sleeping you have to sleep next to a person you like forced that forced interaction in a <laughs> yeah. sense i think definitely um grows a lot of people up uh, me speaking as a senior here i can definitely tell many i can tell of many uh stories of like pretty much character arcs of like people who have gone through just like exponential growth simply because of the fact that they had to be around other people yeah and, like they started out like hating it, it was like oh mm, mm. and then like they they still didn't like it, but they were better at handling it at yeah. least, and I think that is kind of crucial. Um, a thing that's important to even if you can't experience it, something that you should at least like understand. Yeah. Because like it's one thing to say is like oh yeah you'll be around like different people, but it's another thing to like be there. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so like another um, interesting facet of this is having to be around like people who aren't necessarily with your best interests and so that kind of goes uh, into the conversation of sheltering and it's like um do you think it would be best to like have your um i guess like children like if like hypothetical here yeah, yeah like if you had a child like do you think it would be best to kind of because i know this is one of the like biggest concerns like, hearing this straight from my mother um of like going to like a random like place just off that's not home yeah in a sense. like being around like nefarious people do you think how would you kind of gear yourself or your um proverbial child <laughs> to kind of be around like snakes yeah in a sense so and, like do you think that's worth it yeah. like do you think it's possible sorry to cut you off no, but, it's okay. um do you think it's possible to kind of gear your child to um fend off snakes or does it or is that something that has to be like seen mm, i think you have to experience it but like me personally i thought about this i know i'm 16 i probably i mean 17 actually i probably changed my mind but my thing was like all right i sent my kid to a, a christian school mm -hmm. from preschool until like seventh grade maybe mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and then send them to public school at eighth grade and then high school because i want that time for them to like be in their like beliefs and like kind of get like a strong sense of like their core values maybe and like grow into that but then also like go to public school to see that tested like 
to see like the temptation people have different like ideas about this and that or like peer pressure or just like how your values interact with other people's values and just like how to navigate that because I feel like a lot of kids say like middle school builds like character because you're trying to like go through puberty and all that but you're trying to like change from like a child to like a teenager so I think you just need to experience it Mm -hmm. but maybe like trying to have a strong upbringing because regardless it's going to get tested but yeah Yeah, definitely i think that's a very solid approach to it and so going back to the um philosophical question i brought up a bit earlier this of course is like some people would tout it as like mega deep or whatever um i don't think it's too too deep but i want to see what your thoughts on it are um it's the question of are you defined by what you are or what you aren't Um, (laughs) take a moment to think about it if you have to (laughs) i feel like most people like I think it's what you aren't. People, mm-hmm. like, typically go off what you aren't. Like, oh, she doesn't smoke, she doesn't drink, she doesn't party, like, mm-hmm. or she doesn't get straight A's. Like, people tend to go with, like, what you aren't. But it should be what you are. Mm. And, like, oh, she does tennis, she plays guitar, like, things like that. Right, right. But I think culture is definitely, like, you're not this, you're not that. And so how do you think that, like individuals' responses to that question would affect friends bringing this whole circle? I think, I was thinking about this earlier, if people, either, are you defined by who your friends are, Mm. or just, like, does that, is that, like, two separate things? Right, right. I think there's, like, it's kind of a mix, because who you associate with can be a reflection of your character. Mm -hmm. But then also me, I have a wide range of friends. Some friends I wouldn't, like, take home to my parents, because, like, they're kind of sus, but, like, (laughs) but I like hanging out with them. Right, right. I don't know, because then some people are like, oh, I don't want to hang out with so-and-so because they're not popular, or I heard this one weird story about them. So it's kind of like, it's really, it's a hard line, but it kind of shows a part of you. Mm -hmm. Because, like, I had a friend that started hanging out with, like, kids that were doing, like, questionable activities, and I'm like, that's a reflection on your character, even though, like, that's who you are, you're choosing to spend time with these people. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah, and so, like, that's, it's definitely, um interesting when it comes to and this is another point i want to bring up is like when you have to cut off a friend is like how do you like what um goes into kind of figuring out when that person has kind of gone too far yeah um i had like a bad experience in seventh grade where as you mentioned earlier people were like uh the whole thing of like oh being a fake friend or not Mm -hmm. and so i had this like friend group in my pe class which like i barely even knew them and this one girl was always hanging out with us, but she was seen as, like, the weird girl, and everyone, and, but I personally didn't like her before that, and everyone was like, Essie, stop being so fake, like, just cut her off, and I'm like, ah. but, oh my gosh, I was so obsessed with not being fake that I, like, went up to her with one of my friends, and I'm like, hey, like, I don't think you should hang out with us anymore, <laughs> we don't oh. like you. Oh, man, <laughs> that's always, like, that's always a hard message to deliver, because, like, if you're empathetic, then, like, yeah. Putting yourself in that person's shoes is like, like I'm so empathetic, so it killed me to right. do. And then after that, she was like, in her like, she was like sad. She was like, she kept saying she was like depressed and like she was really upset after that. And like, I've like, like spoken to her since, like apologize. Like we're good now. But like that experience like shook me. I'm like, oh my gosh, like I can't just like right, be mean right. to people because also at the end of the day, who are you to tell someone you don't like them? Because mm-hmm. they didn't ask for your opinion at mm-hmm. the end of the day. Mm-hmm. But also, if you don't want to spend time with someone you don't want to, right? Um, I think. I maybe it's not the best approach, but like recently I've taken the more like passive aggressive way. Oh my! <laughs> <laughs> like, 
Like this one girl at the end of the year, she'd always hang out with my roommate and I, and she'd always come into our room in the morning when we're like still in bed in our pajamas, and just like was always like around us. So it was kind of mean, but like we'd all be sitting down at lunch, and then they'd be like, "Hey, let's go to so and so," and then we'd go and leave without her. But she eventually got the message, and now we're cool. Mm. But I don't know. It's so hard because you want to straight to like stay true to yourself, but also be respectful of others mm. because. Mm. If you don't like someone, that's like that's just you, and you don't have the right to tell someone like their character flaws or what you don't like about them because mm-hmm. everyone's different for who they are. They might not like you, but like at the end of the day, I think everyone should just be cordial with each other, be nice. Right. Um, but it's it's really tricky. It's really it tricky. It's definitely <laughs> tricky. I think it's really important. Like not only um, we talked about growth a little bit, but understanding. Um, what it means what is important to you to make friends and what important and what is important to you just like as a baseline in terms of fulfillment but also like understanding what's important to you to stop like a friend or like like your kind of definition of someone falling out is like having that kind of baseline and having a solid um respectable approach to it is something that's i i would consider at least extremely mature um, I know that some people would tend to go to more rancorous methods of not having a friend. I've heard many a story of um, people getting just chewed out for relatively petty things, and then they like, fall out and like never talk to each other again. Yeah. Um, it's, it's. I think it's fair, and it makes logical sense that like friends are such like are so intertwined with just growing up, kind of. And, like, one thing that I've always pondered is what's it like to have friends, make friends, and lose friends as an adult, in a sense. Because it's, like, um, I think one kind of misconception, actually, that um, we as a society, (laughs) we live in a society, (laughs) um, we as a society have made is the adult world is a world. You know what I mean? Because it's, like, thinking about it, there's not much different between me now and me 22 other than like the age but like you're always told that there is a huge difference between me now and me being 22 yeah um and so like i've always wondered and the only way i'm going to be able to find my answer is by like becoming 22 so we'll find out in x amount of years but um i've always wondered like how it feels kind of to have like that same these same realizations because like of course we we talked about um coming to the conclusion of just kind of having a drifter personality yeah um and how like we both did it at different speeds you did it in trimester i did it in a year <laughs> um but like how some adults might not come to that conclusion and like yeah. how does it feel to kind of like perceive and react to that and so like if i want to hear your thoughts on it um, I think, well, from the jump, like, categorizing adults in different, like, stages, because there's, like, adult fresh out of college, so, like, like 20s to, I'd say the cutoff is, like, 35, right. let's say that. Okay. That's, like, the transitional stage, like, you're going from being a kid that has to be in class all the time to, like, your first job, maybe getting married if you want. I think that stage is more like us of, like, oh, we're friends or so-and-so, like, it's more, like, of the same speed. Mm-hmm. But then once people, like, get married and have a job and have, like, a nine-to-five and, like, live in, like, the suburbs or whatever, I feel like the, like, image is that they just work nine-to-five, come home. And right. a lot of people have, I think, work friends is a lot of it, or, like, their old high school friends or college friends or, like, the neighborhood friends. I think it becomes more, like, maybe associative, depending on your career. Okay. But I was watching This Is Us, just kind of random, but... Oh, um, it's fine. <laughs> 
We the, welcome Randall. <laughs> <laughs> this guy, I realized that in the show, he was only hanging out with like his wife and his siblings, and he barely hung out with like his he didn't really have friends but mm-hmm. he was still happy he had right. his wife and his siblings and like his work people and like he was fine with that mm-hmm. so i just think like how your life is structured depends on like your need for friends maybe mm-hmm. and like which friends you have but so would you say that not everyone needs friends oh i don't know because for me a lot of the part of like accepting that like people don't like me it's whatever like i have friends or whatever mm-hmm. was that like i have like a pretty strong relationship with my mom so it's like i have my family so we're good and, like my cousin like we're pretty close so like mm-hmm. i have my family so i don't need anyone else but then uh, i don't know it's like it's still like you need someone right so i don't know and so that's actually an interesting notion because i think that might uh, might recursively kind of apply to the one person phenomenon yeah um in a sense because like everyone has like i guess people don't really consider their family as friends yeah. per se like just like by the moniker like of course they're close to them but like they wouldn't call them their friend because of their perception of what a friend is yeah and so like when they go outward and like search um it's fundamentally easier to just find like that one person in a sense and so um it's kind of unfortunate really that that's like how it is because it would seem that you're kind of jumping the gun in a sense because like the one person phenomenon shouldn't really happen until like you're around like that early adult age where like starting to like settle down and whatnot but like right now um it's not true that's that's not how it is and like you don't have to live your life that way but like people don't understand that and friends change so much like most friends don't make it out of high school yeah right right i don't know (laughs) and then like i wonder i also wonder that like maybe the whole reason this um is the phenomenon here and it might also happen in other high schools is because of how much like adult oriented this high school is and that's kind of a weird notion but um allow me to explain um one thing that i vividly remember my amstud teacher telling me is that uh, oh yeah well i mean like you pretty much sacrificed your last couple of years of being a teenager to come here and i was like <laughs> and like when i was a junior i was first like, coming I just in don't hear that. <laughs> right and i was gonna seize an amstud i was like let me go home like ah, this might not be for me but then like i thought about it and i was like yeah he's not he's not completely wrong um because the amount of maturity the amount of like self-reflection the amount of um attachment that you get to other people the like closeness you form during like final stuff like that like the amount of just overall growth that you do is the kind of stuff that you would see done in in college college. (laughs) um it's the kind of stuff that you would see done like when you become an adult um and like college has kind of been touted or like revered as the end-all be-all to like your teen life is like that's when you like switch it up and so um it it took me a good year (laughs) to understand that statement as a junior but i think that honestly i'm glad that it was said to me because it it kind of served as a, a a guiding light through the miasma that was my junior year because woof (laughs) yeah i think it's just it's true but like for me as like i mentioned earlier how my parents said or as everyone thinks well i think too Mm -hmm. that um i kind of grew up 
quicker than I age, so like I'm like quote unquote mature for my age. Right. So then I'm already mature for my age, and I come here and we're learning all these like college things. So I'm even more mature for my mm-hmm. age. So then some friends that come back home and I'm just like, oh, you're so mature. I'm like, right, right, grow right. Up, but right. Like, <laughs> it's not their fault. It's right. Just, like, like, it's like been through different experiences, and I just feel like I'm just so like, and then people like perceive me as thinking that I'm better than you because I'm like have been through like this experience right like it's not a sense of superiority is is literally just as how the chips yeah, fell it, it sucks yeah I, I i like found a way to like level like like bridge that gap mm-hmm. but like at the beginning i was like oh my gosh why did i come here <laughs> like, and now i'm like 40 you know <laughs> so, so my life's pretty much already decided for me I really, <laughs> ugh, yeah. yeah um i think that it's important to have that kind of spontaneity mm-hmm spontaneity yes there we go (laughs) yep (laughs) thank you um in life and i think that's kind of what people sum up the teenager experience as Mm -hmm. is it's just really spontaneous like everything's happening all at once and then like um once you grow up it kind of becomes streamlined in a sense and and so i guess like having to switch behind that kind of and this goes back to the uh layers that you were um theorizing about earlier Mm -hmm. but kind of going from that streamlined of like this is how it is i am a mature like young person and then going to like another set of friends that aren't necessarily as emotionally developed we'll say uh, immature um (laughs) (laughs) and then like having to kind of i guess break out of the mold yeah in a sense it's yeah it's definitely odd but I also think that and this is a great place to end the podcast. Thank you for joining me on this today. It was very insightful. Thank you for having um, me. As always, this is DP from the QT signing out.